Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Content of stories is purely fiction and not intended to be used for anything but enjoyment for those who enjoy these topics and situations. If you don't agree with the themes and the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Everybody Needs a Hobby Part 3 by George Builder. Chapter 08 It's been a busy week for Brit and I and Red Brick Photography. Our BP was born after I received a call from a graphics firm who was going to be doing a calendar for a local auto body shop. They were going to gather up 13 different hot rods and muscle cars and I was going to provide a comely model or two to pose with each car and take the pictures that I agreed to write up a proposal for the work, so that meant I had to make it look like I had a real company. The easiest way to achieve this, evidently, was to go ahead and create the company. Brit was my savior, computer was that she is. By the end of the weekend, we had letterhead, a rate sheet, an email address, and the beginnings of a website. This week's tasks were securing the business license and crossing our fingers that our proposal was accepted for the calendar job.i in the midst of this tumultuous weekend, I offered Brit a job to work with me getting the photography business up and running. She was ecstatic in her acceptance and jumped in with both feet. My biggest problem it seems may be keeping her reined in and moving at my pace, not hers. Britt finagled the business license on Monday morning and that afternoon I got a call from Mike at Design Graphics saying that we had the job and wanted to know how soon we could start. I wanted to build a backdrop in the warehouse to shoot in and figured I could have that done by the end of the week, so I committed to being able to start that upcoming weekend. I called Britt with the good news after I hung up with Mike. Hey sweetie. I started. I guess we have to go to work now, cause they just called and accepted our proposal to shoot the calendar. Oh my god, that's great, she said. I want to thank you again for letting me help with the company. I told the girls all about it, and they are a little worried that there might be some conflict between, you know, work and play. I just want you to know that I understand that you are the boss when it concerns the business, and that whatever you say goes. All right, I answered. So who's in charge of play? Britt giggled on the other end. I think we can share those duties. I looked at my watch and it was about 2 p.m. So I think we need to celebrate our starting the company and getting our first job. What do you think? Sounds like a great idea. What do you have in mind? Let's do this. I'll buy you and the girls dinner and we can talk over the calendar shoot. I'll or should I say we'll need to work around their work schedules. I hope to have the wall ready by this weekend. I don't know how the cars will be delivered yet or when, so we might have one or we might have a bunch to work with. We also need to see if we have enough lighting to pull this off. I may have to rent a couple more. This is so cool, she exclaimed. And don't hesitate to ask me to do whatever running around that needs to be done. Oh, hey, I just thought of something. Do we need a phone number for the business? Yeah, to look legit. I suppose we need one we can answer red brick photography. May I help you? Britt giggled. I like the sound of that. I love you for letting me help with this. 
Well, to be completely honest, I couldn't have pulled this off by myself, particularly this quick. So thank you for helping me. The sincerity quite apparent. Okay. She replied with a little sniffle. When and where for dinner? Well, you check with the girls and you can set the time. How about Reds downtown? I haven't had a good steak in a long time and they have fish, chicken, salads and the rest of it. It's just kind of nice and cozy and we can talk easily there. Oh, dark and cozy. I like the sound of that. Okay. I laughed. Just give me a call back or come to think of it. You could go ahead and make the reservation. Then call me and we'll meet there or whatever. If it's okay with you, I may go back to the studio and work on the website. And then she giggled. That sounds so cool, going back to the studio. Of course it's okay, you're part of the company. And about the phone, I think a cell phone makes the most sense. If you want, there is a cell phone bill on the desk. You could go ahead and get another number and a phone. You can figure out what features we need. Consider it done, and I'll call you when I have dinner set up. Love you. Love you too. I'll hear from you soon. Later that afternoon. Britt called and dinner was set for 7.30 since Gina and Kate had to lock up the store at 6 o'clock and then get home and get ready. I didn't bother saying anything about not having to get all dressed up or anything, because it would have fallen on deaf ears. These girls were going to do what they wanted, and to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing them all dolled up again that I got home and the studio about four o'clock. Now that I had a real business going, I thought I should start calling it the office or the studio and I just happened to live there. Anyway, I rolled in and there was Brit's SUV. I could see the top of her head behind the monitor upstairs and thought it was a little odd that she didn't stand up and wave or something. Anyway, I parked next to her and made my way upstairs. It was no wonder she hadn't heard me come in because she had her iPod on and she was typing away while the rest of her body was moving with the music. I abstained from sneaking up on her and made enough of a racket that she finally noticed me. Oh, hi, baby, she said as she pulled out her earbuds and jumped up to give me a kiss. Hi to you, too, I answered as I pulled her tight and squeezed my favorite butt cheeks. Mmm. She moaned into our kiss as she ground her pussy against my stiffening cock. Breaking the kiss, she said, brushing the hair out of her eyes. Phew, okay, um, here, let me show you what I have on the website so far. I thought it was cute that she got all flustered and that she was trying to stick to business. The more I thought about it as she showed me her progress, the more I admired that she was really serious about separating work and play. This is pretty impressive. I told her as I massaged her shoulders standing behind her and looking at the monitor. I'll go through my files and pull up some shots for you to begin building some galleries. Britt moaned and tilted her head back to look up at me. Thanks, I'm glad you like it. I love it, I said as I kissed her forehead and looked down at the valley below. Britt gave me an upside-down smile and then leaned back more for an awkward inverted kiss that we laughed as I stood up and spun her chair and pulled her to her feet. I think that's enough work for one day. How about a beer before I get ready for dinner? It was then that I really looked at what she was wearing, cutoffs and a t-shirt. Are you going to go home and change? I asked. Brig gave me a half-pissed-off, annoyed look and then laughed. Don't worry, silly. I won't embarrass you by wearing this to a swanky steakhouse. Backpedaling, I stuttered. 
No, I mean you never. I mean, I just thought, you know, well, fuck it. Brit laughed out loud now and hugged me tight. You're so cute. No, I stopped by the house and picked up a dress and some shoes and then came here to work. I figured I could change here and ride with you. She paused and batted her eyes comically. If that's okay? I pulled her to me and kissed her hard, our tongues dancing and our hands grabbing. We made out as I sat her on the desk and she wrapped her legs around me. We finally came up for air and I asked, Are you ready for that beer now? Fuck the beer. She moaned as she grabbed my crotch. I've got a better idea. Come on, we need to get cleaned up for dinner. Brit hopped off the desk and pulled me down the stairs. She was shedding what little she wore as soon as we hit the bedroom, and I was close behind. I followed her into the shower where she turned on the waterfall. She stepped under the falls and tuned to face me and said, I've always wanted to make love under a waterfall. I joined her under the cascading waters where we kissed and groped each other. Her hand held me tightly, running up and down my length while I stroked her smooth pussy, my fingers slipping between the folds. The recirculating forces of the falls pummeled our upper bodies as our hands vigorously explored the lower regions. Two fingers had found their way into her hot, slippery canal while both her hands worked over my cock and balls. Brit's dark eyes flamed with determination. I had other ideas, however, and quickly spun her around, facing the wall. I leaned her forward, bending her slightly at the waist, and placed her hands on the walls. With the water coursing down her curved back, I dropped to my knees behind her and spread her legs wide. Britt glanced over her shoulder only to see me bury my face between her cheeks, lapping at her sex as the bridge of my nose poked at her little pink star. The falling water drowned out the groans of her pleasure but couldn't disguise the undulations of her cunt as my tongue probed deep within. Holding her hips, I pulled her tight and worked my tongue inside her as my chin rubbed against her clit. And my appetite now sated. It was time for the main course. Standing up, I moved behind her and ran the tip of my stiffened member up and down, gathering her juices, generously spreading them about. Britt stared back at me with eyes as dark as the depths and bit her lower lip. I watched her carefully as I slowly slid into her narrow channel, feeling the welcoming hug. The water continued to massage us as I developed a rhythm, slow and long. I could feel her pussy walls rolling like the tide, grasping at my cock. We rocked our hips, making sure that every bit of her slick snatch had been explored. Feeling the end coming soon, I reestablished my hold on her hips and pushed deep, my balls teasing her clit. A tremor began deep within her, and I could feel the vibrations all the way to my spine. Above the splashing sounds of the water, I heard her guttural, O-H-F-U-U-C-C-K-K-K, as her own fountain erupted. I could feel the warmth as the tip of my cock touched down on her cervix, and I let loose a load that made my toes hurt. Brit screamed out as she felt my deposit fill her, and she shook in orgasm again as I hung on to keep us both upright. Her pussy continued to spasm occasionally as she came down from multiple orgasms, and I was content to just stay put. When she finally released me from her velvety grip, I slowly made my way out, and then helped her stand upright again, turning her to face me. Britt leaned into me with her face against my chest. I held her tight and ran my fingers through her hair, working out the tangles. Every time. I heard her softly say. Every time. Every time what, babe? It just gets better every time we make love. 
I hugged her tighter and kissed the top of her head. I think it's time to get dried off and your hair dry, I said, leading us out of the shower. Later that evening. Britt was still glowing when we met Gina and Kate at Red's and they both gave her knowing looks and then the whispering and giggling ensued. Approving glances thrown my way helped bolster my ego. We were shown to our table and I know I was the envy of every male in the place. Wrapped up by three gorgeous women in short dresses and heels, we sequestered ourselves in our high-back, red leather banquet. Britt snuggled up tight to my left with Kate to her left and the statuesque Gina to my right. There was enough cleavage on display that the waiter didn't have a chance to think about carting my girls. We were soon sipping on a nice Merlot as we scanned the menu and made small talk. The girls all opted for something from the sea, while mine had been grass-fed. Ordering out of the way, we snuggled up even closer so that we could hear one another doubt it's not like the place was especially noisy, but I found that we all chose to speak just above a whisper, so closeness was required and desired. Work schedules were discussed and I was bombarded with questions on what color and type of bathing suits would be worn, etc., etc. My answers were all kind of non-answers because I didn't even know what cars were coming, much less what bathing suit best suited that car. I said I would see if I could work a deal and get John some credit on the calendar if he donated some swimwear. If not, then we would just roll those costs into the chute. I wasn't really sure what would make the most sense to John. The more I thought about it, the more I figured that his selling fifteen or twenty suits made more sense than his name in tiny letters on the back of a calendar. Kate said she would talk to Johnny and see what he thought. Johnny? I asked. Kate turned two shades of red as Gina explained. Our innocent little miss here loves to tease John, and although he tries to make you believe otherwise, I think he enjoys it. He even seems to have a bit more spring in his step lately. Kate said nothing in her own defense and tried to change the subject. Luckily for her, dinner was served and she received a pardon, although only temporary. The food was fantastic and the girls, as with all aspects of their lives it seems, shared their meals with each other. There was an aerobatic show of forks and spoons played out before me as they leaned back and forth to each other with samples from their plates. Gina was nearly in my lap as she leaned over me and Britt to feed a piece of swordfish to Kate. I leaned back out of the way and looked down to see her large breasts just clear my twice-baked potato. Gina turned to me and we were eye to eye, while I was eyed to cleavage briefly. I caught a quick wink as she sat back up, now even closer thigh to thigh. Dinner complete and coffee and desert on the way, the girls picked back up on the conversation where we left off before dinner. Kate quickly defended her renaming of her boss. Johnny, Air, John and I just get along really well. Not that he and Gina don't get along, but I'm really comfortable with him, almost like he is family or something. I can't really explain it, but he is just a really nice guy. Gina decided to chime in. Kate has the hots for him. She teased. I think he could be her sugar daddy. I leaned out to look at Kate around Brit, and she was blushing and squirming a bit in her seat. I leaned back, curious about the lack of response from the fiery little one when I noticed that Britt's left hand was under the table, her arm moving ever so slightly. I glanced at Britt only to get a little smile and a wink. I knew when to move on and turned to ask Gina a question when I felt her left hand trailing up my right thigh. Then the desert arrived. We had all chosen the same desert, 
a little creme brule, so the aerial antics were sidelined. After finishing desert, we sat and talked more about the upcoming shoot. The girls talked excitedly about posing with the classic cars and what they would wear. Gina and Kate described the different swimsuits that were in their store, while I just leaned back and enjoyed their enthusiasm. Soon, I felt Gina's hand return to my thigh and she caressed as she carried on her conversation. I think I jumped a little when Britt's hand stood up on my left thigh. I glanced at her briefly but she never looked at me, just kept yapping and giggling with her girls. Meanwhile, both hands moved closer and closer to my now-awakened member. My mind raced as I tried to visually keep my composure. What would they do if their hands found each other? Would a thumb-wrestling match break out in my lap? Was my little buddy in danger of being caught in the middle of a slap fight? My worries were soon deemed unwarranted as I felt Britt's hands slide across my crotch, aiming at intercepting her opponent, now lurking quite close to my wary member. I felt Britt take Gina's hand and draw them both back to my center. All three continued to chat, as the two began running their hands along my length, their hands working in chorus. I simply closed my eyes and enjoyed the attention. They both ran their fingers to and fro, tracing an outline on my slacks. Gina, I think it was Gina, toyed with the tip through multiple layers of fabric when I felt Brit searching for the little pull tab at the top of the zipper. My eyes widened and I glanced at her only to catch another quick wink. Powerless to do much and thankful that Red opted for the big tablecloths, I put my arms behind the two assailants, atop the banquette and slouched a bit, giving them better access. The conversation continued without my participation. I was somewhat distracted. As they managed to get my zipper open and with seemingly choreographed teamwork, they managed to fish my stiff cock out into the open. With eyes closed and lips sealed tight, I marveled at the sensations of a phantom hand job. From the tabletop up, no one would ever guess the feelings that these two were sending through my body. I was somewhere else, my mind drifting. At one point I could barely hear Brit tell our waiter that we had everything we needed and that he could bring us the check. Thinking back, he must have thought I was some kind of fool, to be able to take a nap while surrounded by all this femininity. Absent-mindedly, as I was told later, I started playing with Kate's long hair and the back of her neck. It was then that she realized what the other two were up to and took my hand at her shoulder and caressed my fingers, digit-to-digit stimulation. After the check was delivered, the girls figured it was time for me to do the same. One high and one low, they started a vigorous combination of stroking, squeezing and caressing. Someone's thumb rolled over the tip, coaxing me to completion. Everyone at the table sensed that the time had come. Kate squeezed my hand tighter as Brit and Gina worked their magic. I came with a barely audible umph and for the second time within a few hours, I was drained of my seed this time by my blonde lover and her two dark-haired accomplices point two hands stroked me dry and then tenderly tucked me back in and zipped me back up. I opened my eyes for the first time during this entire episode to watch Gina, Britt, and Kate each take a little lick off of a dinner napkin, feigning the wiping of their lips. Somehow, Gina had captured my load in her napkin and the girls then shared the spoils. I could only shake my head in amazement, and throw down my credit card dot we left Reds with the three girls arm in arm and me bringing up the rear and thoroughly enjoying the view. Out in the parking lot, the girls had a little private confab. I think I'll just go on home with the girls tonight if that's okay with you. 
Brit said. I pulled her tight and kissed her. You don't have to ask, and you know that. Anyway, after tonight and this afternoon, I don't know that I'm much good to anybody. I smiled. Oh, I don't know. You still have that marvelous tongue and those magic fingers. But Gina and I kind of feel like Kate got left out on the fun tonight, so we're going to take her home and fuck her brains out. She laughed. Brit gave me another kiss and headed toward the girls. I turned to unlock the car, when someone tapped on my shoulder. I turned to find myself nose to nose with Gina once more. I saw Brit give me a little wave as Gina smiled and said, Thanks for dinner. I hope you had a good time. I know I did, followed by a steamy kiss. She gave me one more peck on the lips and a wink and turned, only to be replaced by Kate. I'd bent to give her a kiss only to have her wrap her arms around my neck and hoist herself up off the ground. I turned to wedge her between me and the car. Now face to face, she whispered, It's my turn next time, and gave me a kiss that had me stirring below once again. I kissed her again this time, my hands firmly gripping her tight little butt. Turning to set her down, I whispered, I'm looking forward to it, and glanced downward. Kate dropped her head and then giggled when she saw the effect of her kiss. She turned and skipped back to the car as Brit and Gina blew me kisses across the lot. The next morning. I woke up alone and horny, all by my lonesome. You are one spoiled SOB I told myself as I headed to the bathroom. I dreamed last night of an orgy of Roman proportions. The only male, surrounded by dozens of wanton and willing women all of whom bore striking resemblances to my favorite trio. I fondled and I fucked in this fantasy until I woke up in an actual sweat and out of breath. I considered whacking off a quick one when I looked at the clock and realized I had a crew that would be banging on my door in about ten minutes. They were coming over to get started on my backdrop in the warehouse. I took a quick leak, threw on some clothes and headed for the door. The material rolled in right after the guys did and I quickly laid out what I wanted and went back into the house to get ready to hit the road. About the time I hit the front door, Gina at the wheel of her little rice burner barreled through the warehouse door and came to a screeching halt next to Britt's car, the one that spent the night here. Cat calls and wolf whistles erupted as the blonde and brunette, both dressed in shorts and little shirts, stepped out of the car and headed my way. I gave a sharp look in the guy's direction and they comically whistled and chattered and went back to work as though nothing had happened. Oblivious to the attention they drew, Brit and Gina stepped up and each gave me a blistering kiss. I forgot that I had left my car here, Brit said. So Gina was kind enough to give me a lift before she headed to the gym. A blonde moment, huh? I inquired that I was just quick enough to miss the half-hearted roundhouse that came my way. Gina laughed at her roommate and after a couple goodbye kisses, she hopped in her little car and peeled out onto the street. So what's on the agenda today? I asked. I figured I'd work on the website some more and anything else you need me to do. Oh, and I can go pick up the company phone this morning. Do you want me to bring it to you? If you don't mind, why don't you hang on to it? Hopefully Mike at Design Graphics will be calling and will start working on car deliveries and scheduling. It sounds like they will pay to have the cars transported here and then picked up when we're done with them. I don't think any of them are some guy's everyday ride, so time is not a big issue. Well, that's good, she answered, because between Gina and Kate's and your schedules, I think we are looking at nights and weekends. 
I, of course, being the dedicated employee that I am, am available at all hours. With that, Britt turned and headed up the stairs and I noticed that the work area became suddenly quiet as all eyes followed her bouncing-ass cheeks as she made her way to the top. Turning to look out over the space, the guys quickly went back to work. I immediately grabbed my cell and ordered a portable toilet to be delivered for the guys. I didn't want them in the house and I certainly didn't need them upstairs. This thing would never get done. Finally ready to get to my real job, I ran up the stairs to check with Brit and get one more kiss and a squeeze, which only got us more whistling and jeering. Then I went back down, checked with the guys and then headed to my first stop of the day. Later that morning. It was about mid-morning when a number I didn't recognize came up. This is George. I answered a sweet voice came back. This is the offices of Red Brick Photography. Giggle, giggle. Hey babe, I take it this is the new cell phone number? Yep, I think we're legit now. Phone, license, email, fax. Just need to finish this website and we'll be good to go. Brit gushed. What we really need is to get this calendar shoot underway. I'll give Mike a call and give him your name and the new number, and you two can work out the logistics of the car deliveries. I told him we could take all the cars at once, but I would really rather stretch it out a bit. You know I just had another thought. See if his customer has pictures of the cars so that we'll know what to expect. He must know what cars are going to be used. You don't want all red cars or something like that. Anyway, the more info the better. Sounds like a plan, boss. She tittered. I'm on my way back to the studio and I should be there the rest of the day. All right. I may swing by around noon to see how the guys are doing. Do you want me to grab us some lunch? That'd be great. The handful of grapes I grabbed as Gina drugged me out the door has worn off. You know, I replied. We do have a full kitchen downstairs. There must be something in there you can eat. I know. I just got busy and sort of forgot about it. My tummy didn't start grumbling till I was at the phone store. Okay then, I'll see you around noon. I don't know what lunch will be, so I guess you'll just have to be surprised. Whatever you get will be fine, but no onions, unless of course you don't want a kiss for dessert. Guaranteed, no onions. I laughed. Around noon. The guys had the walls up and braced, ready to drywall after lunch. They were sitting on their tailgates solving the world's problems. Everything was going smoothly and they figured they'd have the bulk of the rock on the wall by the end of the day. Another couple days to tape and coat and a day to paint and we'd be ready to rock and roll. I thanked them for their hard work and went in search of my girl. I found her in the kitchen, getting ready for whatever feast I had brought. Hey babe, lunch is served. As I pulled a roasted chicken and a couple salads out of the bag. Looks good. She answered with a kiss and a hug. What do you want to drink? She asked. There should be some iced tea in there, next to water. Thanks, babe. So we sat down to eat and I brought up the extracurricular activities that occurred at dinner last night. So, what was that all about last night? I asked. What's the matter? Didn't you like it? She teased, taking a bite of her salad. Oh no, last night pretty well ranks as the best dinner out ever. I guess I'm just still a little unsure of where I stand with the girls. I stumbled a little and then continued. I mean, you are the one I love, and I'm not about to risk what we have, 
but when the girls are around, I guess I don't really know where I stand, or what my role is, if I have a role. Did any of that make sense to you? Brit set down her fork and turned to me, a tear running down her cheeks. I quickly stood up and took her into my arms. She sniffled and wiped her tears on my shoulder, hugging me tight. I'm the luckiest girl in the world, she said as another tear found its way down her cheek. I have two great friends who love me and watch out for me, and we would all do anything for each other. And then I find you. This is so cliched. Even movies aren't this corny. But I think I have found my best friend, my best lover, my soulmate, whatever that is. Brit sniffled a little and continued. I'm so sorry if you're worried about anything and I guess I should have put more thought into it. I know that you like things black and white, everything in its place, and I like that too, I guess. At the same time, I want to experience life, but I won't do it in a reckless manner. I would never do anything that would jeopardize what we have or what the girls and I share with each other. I'm glad to hear that, I replied, and I've never had any real fears or doubts about our relationship. But as we get further into it, and we now have this business component in the mix, I guess I would just feel better if there were some defined boundaries or expectations. Pausing. God, am I overthinking this? Not at all, Brit smiled. Maybe we need to break it into two areas. The least complicated is the business. It is just that, and I think since we're just starting, we can mold it however we want. It's your dream and you should dictate how it goes. I'm just happy to be able to help and spend just that much more time with you. Taking a sip of her tea, she continued. Our relationship, I suppose, is a little more complicated and I take complete responsibility for that. I have two girlfriends that I love and have a great relationship with and I think we all have a good understanding of each other. For the past year, we have been exclusive to one another, and it has been great, even a blessing I think, because it has sort of set the tone that will get us through college. None of us see ourselves as lifelong partners or anything like that, but we know we will be lifelong friends and whatever happens later on, we will be there for each other. Taking a deep breath. Then there's you. I've had two other boyfriends, only one of which you could call serious. Like I told you when we first met, when I first saw you, I didn't even talk to you. But when I saw you, somehow I knew that you were something special, something special to me. I don't know how, and I'm certainly not going to question it, because I couldn't be happier than I am today. I know that we haven't really known each other that long, but as of now, I'd be happy if I never met another guy. Britt looked up at me awaiting a response. I stalled a little, taking another bite of chicken and a drink. As I started to say something, and I'm still not sure what that would have been, she said. Okay, here are the rules. Number one, I am your girl and I will not fool around with another guy, period. Number two, you are my guy and you will not fool around with another girl, unless I'm there and get to fool around with her too. I sat there with a stupid look on my face still not knowing how to respond. Look, she said, we both know I love sex, with you and with Gina and Kate. I don't think you are jealous of the girls as long as you know that I love you, and I'm not jealous of them being with you either, because I know you love me. They know what you and I have and they wouldn't get in the middle of that, but right now, I think you would be real good for both of them, so as far as I'm concerned, we all benefit. Brit stared at me, waiting for some words of wisdom but the best I could come up with was, 
Well, I guess I am one lucky fucker. Ice tea spewed from her nose, as she choked and laughed at the same time. Shit, she said, as she grabbed a napkin. That was profound. I think we should have that engraved on a plaque and hang it over the front door. I smiled as I helped wipe her face of the tears and tea. Yeah, I said in a bragger's manner. I'm a pretty philosophical guy. Yeah, you are, she said mockingly. Just one more thing I love about you. Late afternoon. I really didn't want to leave the house, but work called, so I answered. Time passed quickly, and before I knew it, it was nearly 5 p.m., well past my usual quitting time. On a lark, I called the new cell number. Good afternoon, Red Brick Photography, Brittany speaking, may I help you? It sounded so good, I forgot to respond. Hello? She repeated. Oh, hi, babe. I was sort of lost there for a minute. So where are you? I'm still at the studio, just finishing up. The guys left a couple hours ago and the backdrop looks fantastic. In fact, it's huge. Yeah, it should work well for the calendar shoot and really didn't take up much of the warehouse at all. Oh, speaking of the calendar, she said. Mike called and said that the first car will be a 1959 Chevy El Camino. It looks really cool. He emailed a picture of it. Sounds nice. What color is it? It's black with chrome trim and what looks like a white stripe down the side that IT has kinda like fins, but they run sideways, you know, on the back end. I think I know what you mean. Well good, now we can figure out the background and swimsuit colors. Did Mike say when we would expect the car? Yeah, he said he'll have the flatbed drop it off here Friday afternoon. I have it on the calendar so that one of us will be here. Great, then that means we can shoot on Saturday. Refresh my memory, but who besides your lovely self is available on Saturday? Britt giggled. Kate has to work at the store on Saturday, but Gina has the day off, so it looks like you will just have to make do with us. I think I can make that work. So, are you going home or will you be there for a bit? Well, if it's okay. She purred. I figured on staying the night. As much fun as we girls had last night, I really missed waking up in your arms. I can't think of anything better. I really hated waking up alone this morning. I replied. Poor baby. Brit cooed. I woke up this morning with Kate fingering my pussy while she sucked on my titties. Fuck Brit, you need to quit talking like that while I'm driving. I exclaimed. Well hurry home stud, I've been going over photos for the website and I found a file that has all these pictures of Gina, Kate, and I fucking each other. I added the photos we took of you fucking my ass. I don't think we can use any of these on the website, but they sure are making me horny. Ah fuck, I said as my cock tried to bust out of my jeans. I'll be there in about fifteen minutes if I don't get a ticket. Britt laughed. By lover, I'll be waiting. Ten minutes later. Damn it, I said as I saw that the big rolling door to the warehouse was closed. I screeched to a halt in front of the door, jumped out and threw it open. Back in the truck, I pulled in, half sitting in the cab, and then stopped again to close the door. One day, I told myself, I have to get an opener for that thing. Back in the truck, I took a little detour to see how the walls were looking and then pulled in front of the house and parked next to Britt. I found her in the kitchen scrounging around for something for dinner. Hey babe, I'm sorry. I didn't even think about stopping and picking something up. 
That's okay, baby. There's plenty of food here. You just have to figure out what to do with it. Smiling as she ran her hand up and down the cucumber in her hand. Laughing at her own joke, she bent down to get the rest of the makings for a salad from the vegetable bin. You tease, I said as I stepped behind her and ran my hand over her thighs and butt cheeks that had snuck out of her cutoffs. I helped her get the rest of the ingredients from the fridge and set to work cutting everything up. Britt snuggled up behind me, her hands around me and hugging me tight. So how was the rest of your afternoon? It was work, I replied, trying not to cut off a finger as her hands wandered south. Britt continued to tease me through the denim. I did find some photos that I think we can use on the website. You really are a pretty good photographer, you know. I could only nod as I concentrated on my knife skills and she continued. But those other photos we were talking about, you know the ones I mean? As she squeezed my cock. Well, those are better than any porn I've seen on the internet. Maybe we should think about a side business. So you look at a lot of porn, huh? I asked, trying to distract her. Well, yeah. Sometimes we'll sit at the desk and diddle ourselves while we look at pictures or videos on the computer. My vivid imagination conjured up a room lit only by a computer monitor with three beautiful young women, naked and sitting side by side on office chairs, legs up on the desk and spread wide. Their hands are a blur as they race each other to climax to the erotic images on the screen, their groans of release filling the air, along with their heavenly aroma. Pleased that she had stunned me to silence, she continued. So you think only guys like looking at porn? Well, I guess I always thought that men were more visually oriented while women are more cerebral. You know, men like playbill and women like romance novels. Well, I think since the internet came along, more women are looking at porn because it's easy to access, she answered. We don't have a stash of magazines under our mattress or a box of DVDs hidden in the closet or anything like that. Hey, she lit up. I bet you have a box of porn hidden in a closet somewhere, don't you? Well, I said, acting nonchalant as I started to assemble the salads. I might have a video or two somewhere. Britt released her hold and went after some utensils and some salad dressing. So do you suppose we can watch some tonight? I've always had a fantasy about watching porn and imitating what they do on the screen. Damn girl. I laughed. You are something else. Well, she said as she got out a couple glasses. I think you should try everything once, or else you'll just never know, will you? I don't know about that. There are some things that I'm just not interested in trying. And I knew I would regret saying it the minute it came out of my mouth. Oh, really? She replied. And what would that be? Eager to change the subject, I sat down and started eating. Britt gave me a suspicious-slash-questioning look and then thankfully let it pass. I knew, however, that I had not heard the end of it. So, a black El Camino, huh? Yeah. She snickered at my change of subject. I have a picture of it in an email. Well, my first thought was to have you in a black bikini, with your blonde hair and Gina in a white bikini, what with her dark hair. I think the contrast might work nicely. That sounds good. She agreed. I'll see if we can get a couple different styles of swimsuits. It would be neat if we could get some retro look, considering the age of the car. I'll check with John. That is who you want to work with, isn't it? I haven't talked to him yet about it, but I'd like to start that way. Can you see in the picture what color the upholstery is? I don't know, 
she said as she speared a tomato. I didn't look at it that close. We'll take a look later. If the interior is real showy, we might take a shot with the door open and one of you girls inside at the wheel. Something other than black or white might look nice. Finishing up our meal, I asked. Do you want to show me how you're doing on the website? Actually, I'm going a little cross-eyed looking at that monitor for so long. There isn't anything that can't wait until tomorrow. Besides, didn't you promise me that we could watch a movie after dinner? She said, throwing little air quotes out there. Yeah. I guess so, but I have a pretty limited selection. I warned. Oh, this should be very telling. Let me guess. You have girl-on-girl movies, anal-virgin movies, uh, oh, and boy-girl-girl movies. Oh, yeah, and I bet you have some MILF movies, too. For some reason, I think you might like to take on a real hot older woman. Brit smiled as she glanced down and saw the outline in my jeans. Okay, if I did, and I'm not saying I do have any of those types of movies, which would you want to watch tonight? Let me think. She said as she ran her fingers around her hardening nipples, biting her lower lip. Well, I've done the girl-girl thing and a little of the anal thing. Winking and pulling on her nipples. The boy-girl-girl thing sorta already happened, so do you have any boy-girl milf flicks? You know, where a guy and his girl take a really hot milf home and they fuck each other till there's just cum and pussy juice everywhere? Fuck, I hope so. I said as I scooped her off the stool and carried her into the bedroom nipping at her titties through her shirt. I dropped her on the bed and started shedding my clothes. I need to take a quick shower. Brit sat up on the bed and pulled her shirt over her head, her 34 C's proudly on display. I'll go make popcorn. I turned to face her with my cock at full mast, pointing at her. You don't eat popcorn while you watch porn. I stated like it was some kind of universal law. Okay. She pouted as she dropped her shorts and panties. I guess I could use a quick shower too. Skipping toward the bathroom dot I was in close pursuit as she opened the shower door. How about some milk duds? Got any milk duds? She giggled as she stopped in front of me dot I grabbed her by both butt cheeks and half carried her into the shower. Get in there. I've got your milk duds for you. After the shower. For the first time, I think... We shared a shower without so much as a single orgasm. Not that it wasn't touch and go, with the emphasis on touch, but somehow we made it out unfulfilled and hornier than a couple two-peckered billy goats. Dried, naked and back in the bedroom, Brit asked. So, can I pick out the video? You do realize that I am breaking the man code by letting you know where I keep my porn? I asked. Brit stepped up next to me and fondled my heart on. Baby, it just shows me how much of a man you really are in any way. I'd just snoop around until I found it. She answered with a squeeze that I reached over and down and found her pussy sopping wet. I tickled her clit and then led the way to my stash. Poorly hidden in my bottom dresser drawer was my limited collection of erotic cinematic tomes. Brit yipped with delight when she saw the selection. I stepped to the side to let her make her choice. Bend at the waist, she perused the titles, making jokes as she read some of them out loud. I laughed along with her, but I was really sort of embarrassed too. So to distract myself and her, I ran my hand over her ass, my fingers slipping into the fold. Undeterred, my little blonde sex fiend out and out the library while moving her feet further apart. My fingers slid along her wet outer lips, poking and probing. 
Even a small detour to her puckered pink treasure didn't deter her. Finally, just as I was ready to step up behind her and bury my cock in her sweet snatch she proclaimed. Here we go, fuck my mom and me, this one looks good. She moaned, riding my fingers. Begrudgingly, I let her straighten up and she handed me her selection. Here, I said. I'll need two hands and this one got a little sticky. Holding it up to her, she held my wrist and sampled her juices, like a little girl licking an ice cream cone. Her eyes were locked on mine as she gave each digit a final rinsing slurp. I gave her a little wet slap in her firm cheeks as she bounded for the bed, and I loaded the DVD. I crawled into bed beside her and started the show. Like 99% of most adult videos, the goal was to bring a fantasy to the screen and make the viewer believe that this indeed could happen to them too. You're right. What it really is about is getting your dick hard, or your pussy wet and getting yourself off in the privacy of your own home. Regardless, Brit was all eyes and fingers as the show got underway. The first scene involved a mom who was going to make sure that her daughter had a proper first sexual encounter. Mom was going to bring her own boyfriend over and surprise both him and her daughter with a little adult fun. There's your plot. It didn't take long for mom to have all of them naked on the couch in the living room. Look at mom's tits, Brit exclaimed. They're bigger than mine and she's got to be twenty years older, but they don't sag at all. Those can't be real. As she thrust out her own to give me a visual comparison, I leaned over and took a nipple between my lips and gave a little tug. I don't know if I like someone that tanned, she continued. She looks kind of leathery, but her pussy looks nice. Look how her lips hang down there. It'd be fun to play with her lips, sucking them into your mouth. You, I wonder if they are all tough and leathery from all the sun bathing. Brit's fingers were plying her own lips, as though imagining the difference. Brit glanced over and caught me absentmindedly stroking my cock. Would you fuck her? She asked. I think I would rather fuck you while you ate her out, I said, nodding toward the big screen. In a flash, the scene had shifted to mom's boyfriend banging away at the virgin as baby girl feasted on mom's leathery cooch. Fuck, that's hot, Brit moaned as her fingers danced between her legs. I'll bet mom can eat pussy. You could fuck her while she ate me out. I could do that. I agreed as I stroked myself slowly and watched Brit's eyes darken with passion. Soon, Mom's boyfriend had both women on their knees and he was blowing an enormous load all over their heavily made-up faces. What a waste, she said, her own playing slowing. She looked down in my lap and dropped her head down and sucked me deep a couple times. Distracted by the beginning of the next scene, Brit sat up in my lap as I leaned against the headboard. My cock was surrounded by two thighs and a very wet cunt. Brit reached down and fingered the little hole in my tip playing. The next equally believable scene took place out by the family pool where mother and daughter sunbathed in micro bikinis. Nice suits, I noted, reaching around and playing with my favorite breasts. Brit squirmed in my lap as, son of a gun, the pool guy shows up to clean the pool. Hmm, I wonder what will happen next. Brit is running her fingers up and down the bottom of my cock, pressing it against her sex as mom and daughter conspire to seduce the pool boy. Within seconds, Mom and Sissy, yeah, that's her name, have removed each other's marginal coverings in the guise of spraying cocoa butter on one another without soiling their bikinis. Oh, Mom's got a rockin' body. 
Brit proclaimed as she inched herself down enough to get constant cock contact on her hungry lips. Naturally, between the two of them, either woman could figure out how to apply the oil to one another's backsides, so I guess we'll just have to have the conveniently well-hung pool boy do it. Brit slid further down on my lap until my cock laid flat, the tip spreading her inner lips. She scooted minutely, bumping her clit into the tip of my frustrated boner. She watched intently as pool boys sprayed the coca concoction on the alabaster skin of red-headed sissy. He worked the oil into her ass, both hands spreading her cheeks as he slid two long fingers into her virgin snatch. Sissy moaned, as did Brit when my clever cock found its way through the velvety lips that I slouched down a bit and grabbed my little girl by the hips, trying to facilitate my entry. Meanwhile, Pool Boy had moved over to Mom and had decided that his cock was a better applicator of sunscreen than his hands and was enthusiastically applying it to the inside of Mom's asshole, while Sissy had somehow coaxed Mom into licking her freckled puss to orgasm. Fuck me! Brit shivered as she ground her crotch into mine, my cock firmly ensconced inside. Fuck, that's hot! I'd let you fuck my ass while I ate Kate! Oh, fuck! Yeah, oh fuck, my cock lurched at just the thought. Once again, a complete waste of perfectly good spunk as Poolboy douses mother and daughter, ruining two recently quaffed hairdos. Brit slowly dismounted as the next scene was set. Turning, we took each other in our arms and kissed, lips and tongues working in unison. By the time we had turned back to the screen, we had missed the all-important setup, but between the two of us we quickly figured it out. I think... I said as I nuzzled the nipple. There has been a shipwreck and the only survivors are a smoking hot mother and her equally gorgeous, yet virginal daughter and a lowly cabin boy. Yes, and oddly enough, Brit picked up on the plot. The only clothes they have are the lace bra and panties that the stacked mother has on and the daughter's only clothes are the tennis dress, without the panties and a tube top. Brit laid down in front of me, face down, facing the TV. Like a little kid on the floor watching Saturday morning cartoons, she was engrossed in the building plot. The well-endowed mother had assumed her role as the leader of the group of survivors and was barking orders at the young, but obviously well-built cabin boy. Having gathered all the flotsam on the beach that when stacked under the coconut palms resembled a one-bedroom apartment, it was time for the cabin boy and the virginal young princess to locate the spring which everyone knows exists on any desert island. The young girl flirted unceasingly with the seemingly oblivious young man. The storyline progressed in a none-too-surprising fashion. The cabin boy was about to be promoted to sex slave. Brit's hand slipped beneath her and resumed playing with her pussy. My view of the goings-on were much better than anything on screen, so I hunkered down between her legs for a closer look. Meanwhile, Mom had taken her unwilling boy toy into the jungle and soon had him naked with his monster cock waving in the tropical breezes. Brit's digital manipulations continued as Mom soon had the young lad on his back, smothering him with her middle-aged cunt while she gobbled up his young, virile cock. Loosely following the plot, I took the prone position between my lovely's legs and feasted on her succulent snatch. Eat me, Brit commanded, mimicking the leading lady. Meanwhile, Unseen by mom or her reluctant lover, the daughter, now oddly enough naked, hid in the bushes, furiously fingering herself as she watched her mother accost the young man that she had previously decided would take her virginity. I meanwhile feasted on my lover's sweet sex and probed at her winking pucker with my thumb. Brit groaned and rocked in approval, 
Back to the action, the young virgin had seen enough and with a fury, burst from the underbrush and tackled her mother, saving the young man from asphyxiation. A wrestling match ensued as the buxom women rolled around on the lush undergrowth until the victorious young lady soon found herself perched atop her mother's face. Unable to cry uncle in defeat, mom launched an oral attack on her baby girl's smooth snatch and her daughter was soon writhing in her first orgasm. This coincided with Brit's first orgasm as I probed her pussy walls with my tongue and forced my thumb into her tight ass. Oh, fuck yes baby, fuck my ass baby, she cried. Meanwhile, a now grateful daughter returned the favor to her mother by expertly probing and licking at her mother's seemingly ageless cunt, both now happily pleasing the other. Seemingly forgotten, the young cabin boy had seen enough and decided that it was time to become the man of the island. Knee walking over to the ass end of the younger woman, much to the surprise of both women, the self-proclaimed king of the island claimed this land by driving his staff to the hilt into her unsullied pussy. It seemed like a good idea to me too, so I sat upright and grabbed my young paramour's hips and brought her to her knees. Brit pulled her attention away from the drama long enough to glare at me over her shoulder. With dark eyes she growled. Take me, make me your whore! Obligingly, I too plowed my way into her tight, wet fro. Fuck me hard. She bellowed as the young sailor on the screen enjoyed his plunder as his young concubine's mother sucked on his dangling balls. The young girl screamed in seemingly impossible ecstasy as the young conqueror unleashed his seed in the mouth of the dethroned queen. I too was ready to bring the story to an end as well as Brit froze, rigid, and then began to quake. Oh, each fuck me! She groaned loudly as her orgasm overtook her. Unlike our young hero, I opted to stay the course and pounded and pounded my lover's undulating cunt until. Oh fuck baby, here it comes! I came so hard and so long, Brit looked back at me with concern and lust as my entire body shook and I became light-headed. I must have passed out momentarily as I found myself flat on Brit's back, herself flat on the mattress my half-stiff cock still pulsing involuntarily with the cadence of my rapidly beating heart. I glanced up briefly, only to see the credits rolling by as I reluctantly rolled onto my back and closed my eyes that I awoke a bit later with my lover and partner nestled up close, her leg draped over mine, purring softly. I kissed her forehead lightly and as she opened her sleepy eyes, she whispered, From now on, we have a movie night once a week. Chapter 09 The next morning, Wednesday It's a good thing that I set my alarm clock, or my crew would have sat around outside my warehouse-slash-studio-slash-home drinking coffee and shooting the shit on my time. I had to get up and open the big warehouse door to let them in to continue working on the big background wall I was having built for my photo work. What started as a hobby and a dream looked like it may turn into a real business. With the help of Brit, my girlfriend-slash-lover-slash-employee, an overall wet dream, we were a real company with our first job on the books and scheduled to begin this weekend. Anyway, when the alarm started its incessant beeping, I couldn't reach over to sweat it because my little wannabe porn star was draped across me with one hand cradling my balls and her head nestled next to mine, softly purring in my ear. With the family jewels in such a precarious position, I gently tried to lift her hand up only to have her latch on to the old morning wood. She squeezed me gently and whispered in my ear, Can you please turn that motherfucking thing off? 
I turned my head to look into her sleepy blue eyes. Well, if you would let go of my dick, I might be able to get to it. Party poop, she said, but not before giving me a couple strokes before releasing her grip. I drugged myself to the edge of the bed and sat up to turn off the alarm. Focusing on the time, I saw that I had just enough time to take a leak, slip on some clothes and go open up. I reached over and gave her a little pat on the butt and headed to the head. Brit was still invitingly spread out on the bed and the temptation to burrow between her legs was tempting, but at about $200 an hour for the crew, it seemed more prudent to go open the door. The guys rolled in just as I opened the door. We went over the tasks for the day and after I got them lined out, I went back into the house. I heard the shower running before I made it to the bedroom and snuck around the corner to peek inside the bathroom. The lights were on low in the shower and combined with the mist and the steam. My naked vixen looked like a Greek goddess, virtually radiating beauty. I wanted nothing more than to strip myself naked and join her, but I knew that it would only turn a 15-minute shower into a 45-minute bacchanal. I slipped back from the door and retreated to the kitchen to make some coffee and a light breakfast. The shower ended in a few minutes and soon thereafter, dressed in one of my t-shirts and nothing else discernible, Britt came out into the kitchen, hair dryer in hand. Do you have time to dry my hair for me? She asked with a little pout. You didn't come in to help me wash it, so the least you could do is help me dry it. For some reason that I can't begin to explain, I absolutely love to wash and dry her long blonde hair. Washing it in the shower is really some incredible foreplay while drying it is like some intimate zen-like moment for us both. See, I can't really describe it, only to say that it is closely followed by my shaving her legs and privates for her. That one is pretty self-explanatory. Of course I have time to dry your hair, I answered, as I followed her back into the bathroom, watching her but undulate beneath my tight cotton tee. So the guys are here to finish up the drywall hanging and they'll get starting taping and mudding today. I told her as I worked a brush and my fingers through the tangles. I watched her in the mirror as she stood with eyes closed and a smile as she enjoyed my pampering. So what is on your agenda today? I asked in a louder voice, competing with the hair dryer. Britt's eyes made contact with mine in the mirror. Well, I hope to get the website online today, and I also told Gina that I would come by the store and we would pick out and try on some suits for the shoot on Saturday. Are we still set on black for me and white for her? Asking this as she played with her nipples through the thin cotton. Pushing my crotch into her but to let her know her effect on me, which of course was a given, she grinned at the contact as I answered in the affirmative. Yeah, I think that will work. I probably should talk to John and see what kind of arrangements he wants to make as far as a mention on the calendar or just a sale. Brick ground her ass on my cock. I can talk to John if he's there or I could get Kate to ask Johnny how he wants to handle it. Giggling dot I shook my head and laughed. Yeah, I think that would probably be unfair to John to have Kate negotiate with him. If Gina is right and Kate has any interest in John, well let's just say... Kate is entering the negotiations with a real advantage. Smiling back. I think it's cute that Kate is attracted to him. I know she has missed her family a lot, so John is probably a safe haven for her. I don't know. I kidded as I finished up with the dryer. John has a pretty lecherous look on his face when he is checking out the action on the boardwalk. I think that may be the only reason he started the store, was to have a private parade of scantily clad women around. 
You men are all alike. As she turned to face me, her hand on my bulge dot I sat the dryer down on the counter behind her and pulled her close, my hands on her bare butt and kissed her lightly. Yes, we are. Kissing again, our lips caressed the others as our hands did the same. Playtime over. We broke and retreated back to the kitchen. I don't have much time. Will cereal and toast to you? I asked. After the fucking you gave me last night, I could eat a horse, but I'll abstain from a big breakfast. Maybe I'll have lunch with the girls or something. How about you? What's on your plate for today? Pretty much just more of the same, but I'll tell you, the chance of us really doing something with RBP is really distracting. My mind wanders all day just think about the opportunities. Brit sashayed up and hugged me while running her hand up and down my crotch. I hope the business isn't the only thing you think of during the day. She whispered dot and why hands naturally gravitated to her bare ass once again and pulled her tight and kissed her deeply. She moaned into the kiss as she ground her pussy against my denim-covered crotch. I looked her in the eye and said, Feel that? I'm pretty much like that all day because of you. Brit smiled and then tried to swallow my tongue as moaned louder yet. Sorely tempted, and at this point I truly mean sore, I was tempted to throw her up on the kitchen island and take care of that business. But a knock on the door squelched the deal that IT was one of my guys with a question about the wall. I looked at my watch and shrugged my shoulders. Sorry babe, but I really need to hit the road. I'll talk to you later. Your loss, I heard as I closed the door behind me. Later that morning. Britt walked into John's shop and found Kate busy with a customer while Gina and John stood behind the counter looking at a catalog. It was all Britt could do not to walk up behind her little roommate and give her perky but a pinch through her white short shorts while she expounded on the virtues of the support mechanism hidden in the bikini top she was holding. Hi Gina, good morning John, she said as she approached the counter. Hi babe. Gina, roommate number two responded. John just sort of stood there, slack-jawed as he watched Britt's hips and long legs approaching. Oh, good morning, young lady, he said, shaken from his trance by an elbow from Gina. How is George? he asked. I haven't spoken to him in a while. Oh, George is just fine, she said with a wink to her roomie. Well, I hear you have a calendar to shoot, and you need some swimsuits for it. Yeah, I don't know how much the girls have told you but it is a 13-month car calendar for a local body shop. There will be a different custom car for each month than a girl, maybe two, posing with the car. We don't know what cars we will be shooting yet and George wants to color-coordinate the suits with the cars. We do know that our first car is a black El Camino, so he wants to go black and white on the suits. Well, Gina can tell you that we won't have any trouble with those. We carry quite a few styles in black and white. Gina and I were just looking over a supplier's catalog, and if we have a little heads up on other colors and styles, we might even finagle some samples to use. I can't tell you the number of manufacturers that approach me to carry their line. Oh, and that reminds me, he continued. When you get a little time, I would like to talk to you about helping me out with a website. I've been looking over some others and I have some idea what I want, but I have no idea how to get there. Britt smiled at John's comment. John is old enough to be one of the girl's fathers, maybe even grandfather, but being a born and bred Californian, he still had that laid-back demeanor. It's not that big a deal, John. 
If you want, I can work with Kate or Gina, or both, and they can easily do any updates you want as you go along. I'd really appreciate that, he said. So should we see what we have in black and white? About that time, Kate walked up to the counter with her customer's purchases and her credit card. Hey, B, she said, standing on tiptoe to give Brit a kiss on the cheek. How's George and the new business going? Handing the items and credit card to John to process. Brit returned the kiss. George is doing great. In fact, he is so excited about doing this first big job that he is almost beside himself. But I'm doing my best to keep him grounded. John handed Kate the bagged merchandise and the credit receipt. Here you go, sugar, he said. Thanks, babe, she replied, turning to return to the customer. Britt and Gina winked at each other as John's gaze followed the little girl's sexy gait, her but-length black ponytail swatting at her bouncing cheeks. Come on, Britt, let's see what we can find for this weekend, Gina directed. Oh, John, Britt said. Uh, oh, a what? Breaking him from his spell. I was supposed to ask you how you wanted to handle the payment for the suits. George didn't know if he wanted a mention on the calendar or just an out-and-out sale of them. Geez, I don't know. Let me think about it. I really feel like I owe him something for his help on the ad and also introducing me to you girls, so let me think about it. Just take what you want and write down what it is, at least for inventory's sake. Britt leaned over and gave John a long kiss on the cheek. Thanks, babe. She winked. The three girls chattered and giggled as they picked through the various bikinis. John was happy to stand behind the counter, concealing his heart on as he fantasized about the three roommates. Opening the store was probably about the wisest thing John had ever done since he retired. He didn't need the money and he thought he would be happy spending his time sitting out on his front deck and watching the bevy of scantily clad females prancing up and down the boardwalk. He soon found himself getting antsy and grumpy, particularly during the brief winter months when the scenery was not as abundant. John would be the first to admit that he didn't know squat about retail sales, but he certainly thought he knew all about women's beachwear, so when the little shop came up for sale, he didn't hesitate to buy it. Not long after the grand opening, he soon realized that he might know what he liked, and he could figure out the money end, but knowing what appealed to rest of the population, and women in particular. Well, he was pretty much lost that he thanked his lucky stars that he became acquainted. With George, who then introduced him to Kate and Gina. These two girls and Kate in particular, were a blessing. They helped steer him in the right direction when it came to choosing what to stock and they brought a youth and vitality to the store that he just couldn't pull off. He even found himself eating better and walking to work for exercise and he hadn't felt this good in years. Also, the fact that Kate was constantly flirting with him didn't hurt. In fact, it would almost fall under the category of sexual harassment, with the employee doing the harassing. John's blood flow had definitely benefited from the relationship. Pretty soon, Gina and Britt disappeared into the changing area with an arm full of clothes. Giggling and yelping echoed from the back as the girls tried on the first suits. In a few minutes, the two stepped out into the store to get John and Kate's opinion. John leaned a little closer to the counter as Kate tugged and pulled the two-piece suits around on the statuesque females. What do you think, Johnny? Kate asked as the girls did a slow pirouette. Gina in a white string bikini, tied at the back and the hips looked stunning, her breasts peeking out the sides of the undersized cups. 
Britt, barely wearing a matching black version of the bikini looked equally amazing as she turned, stopping momentarily to show the little bottom trying to crawl up between her butt cheeks. I love my job, he answered as the girls struck a little bookend-type pose, facing each other, bent slightly at the waist, butts out and giving each other a little kiss on the lips. The kisses turned to smiles as they heard a groan of appreciation emanating from behind the sales counter. This went on for three more changes until the girls were satisfied that they had what they needed. Brid brought all the suits to the front of the counter. Here we go, John. I think these should work out fine, she said. Well, they certainly looked good from where I was standing. He teased as he gently folded them and put them in a bag. Brit smiled at the reverent way he handled the apparel. A as she took the bag from him, she said, Hey, it's about lunchtime. Does anyone want to go grab a bite or can I go pick you up something? Kate chimed in. Thanks, B, but Johnny always orders in something for us. It should be here any minute. You're welcome to stay, though. He always orders way too much. That's okay. I probably should get back to the studio anyway. I really want to get the website online today. Thanks anyway. Britt left the store, bag in hand, but not before giving out three hugs and kisses. Ten minutes later. Back at her car, she thought that she should probably check in with George and let him know she had the suits for Saturday. Hey babe, he answered, recognizing the new phone number for the studio. Hi lover, she answered in a sultry tone. I'm just leaving John's store with the bikinis for the El Camino shoot. Great, thanks for doing that. Did you talk to John about buying them or whatever? He said he would think it over. He really appreciates the help you gave him on the ad and he thinks the world of Kate and Gina. So don't be surprised if we have to pry a bill out of him, at least for this round. George moaned. Well damn him, he can't just be giving stuff away. I appreciate it and all but we need to treat this like a real business. Maybe we can work out something in trade. Yeah, that might work. John brought up his website and asked if I could help him with it. Since I work for you now, maybe we can bring web design and that kind of thing into the company. You know, really diversify. I like the way you're always thinking, he said. Britt smiled to herself and asked, Do you know what I'm thinking right now? I can only imagine. What's on that nasty little mind of yours? Well, I haven't had anything since that bowl of cereal this morning, so I think that big old dick of yours would be real tasty about now. She growled seductively. Tell you what, he replied, trying to keep pace with his oversexed partner. I'll swing into Subway and get you a foot long and I'll meet you down at the Bayside Park in about twenty minutes. Trying to subdue her laugh, she said. I don't need any more than your nine or ten inches but I wouldn't object to a little more salami on the side. Okay, he laughed. You win. I'll see you in a bit. I hope you're hungry. Did you say hungry or horny? She asked, now laughing out loud. Okay, okay, I said you win. I'll see you in a bit. And he hung up before she could one-up him again. Twenty minutes later in the park. George pulled his truck up beside Britt's car in the back corner of the parking lot. She bailed out of her car and jumped on the running board to get into the passenger seat. Hi, babe, was all he got out before she was in his lap and kissing him like he'd been at sea for a year. Never one to turn down an amorous assault, George quickly had his hand under her shirt and was kneading her C-cups and tweaking her nipple, 
which had her squirming in his lap. Thankful for a raised suspension and bench seats, George leaned back against the door as Brit attacked his jeans. God damn button-downs! She groaned as she tried to pull the jeans over his hips. Lifting his butt trying to be helpful, she quickly had him in her mouth, slobbering all over his rigid cock. I'm so fucking horny after trying on bikinis with Gina. She took him in her mouth again, sucking him deep until she had to come up for breath. Looking him in the eye as she ran hand up and down his length. I was bent over taking off my shorts when Gina licked my pussy from behind. I almost fell out of the dressing room and John was just around the corner. She swallowed me again, gathering more saliva from the back of her throat. So then, she continued, it was game on, her stroking intensifying. By the time we made it through all four suits, we had licked each other's cunts, fingered each other, and teased each other to a frenzy. John and Kate didn't know what we were doing. Ah, fuck, I love your cock, she said as she ran her tongue up and over the top, stabbing at the pee hole with her tongue. Oh, she moaned as she continued to slather me up, her other hand in her shorts, furiously fingering her pussy. Here, I said as I pulled her lips off my cock. I pushed her back until she was leaning against the passenger door. Britt quickly caught on to my plan and began to shove her shorts and panties down her long, supple legs. I pulled her feet up to help and ran my tongue between her toes. Hey, she squirmed in protest. Quit sucking my toes and give me that cock. Always wanting to oblige, I pulled the shorts and panties over her feet and threw them on the dash. Her pussy was dripping onto the upholstery. I leaned back and swung my legs up, my right leg over her head and on top of the seat back. Help me get my boots of, I said. Britt looked at the boots and then glared at me. What's with all the fucking laces? She said in frustration and began unlacing. I tried to contort myself to help with the other boot, but to no avail, so I just pushed my pants and boxers down further and stroked myself, watching her struggle. This just pissed her off more. I'm buying you some slip-on boots tomorrow. I've got a pair at home already, I said. That didn't help. Finally, the second boot was off and she grabbed my pant legs and pulled. My wallet, pocket knife and change were soon all over the cab as she finally got them off and threw them on the floorboard. It took us a second to figure out which leg went where till we could get into kind of a scissor position, but once we figured it out, we paused looked out the window for the first time to make sure we weren't putting on a show and then we stared at each other for a second and then looked down. Cock and pussy poised for coupling. We slid toward each other until the tip of. My cock rested between her lips. I placed my hands on Brit's legs and she grabbed onto mine. I caught a brief glance of her licking her lips as we both pulled on one another, drawing us together. We were both entranced. I watched her lips suck me inward as she watched my cock make its way deeper and deeper. Completely coupled, we paused to enjoy the sensation. My cock had completely disappeared. Only the top of her pussy showed. Her clit retreated. Brit stared intently as I licked my finger and reached for her trigger. I watched her belly tighten in anticipation. She stared silently at my finger as it got closer and closer. Her climax started before I even made contact and just a brief touch set off a series of convulsions that rippled up my cock, pulling me deeper yet. H-F-F-U-U-C-C-C-K-K-K. She moaned, her face turning red as the orgasm took possession of her body. 
I marveled at how every inch of her body participated in her ecstasy. I took a second to look around again outside the truck. The only soul I saw was somebody's grandmother walking her little dog through the park. The temperature had risen greatly in the cab and I reached down and grabbed the cold drink from Subway that miraculously survived our acrobatic disrobing. Brit sipped on it gratefully, and I, always the brat, flexed my cock, which was still buried deep within. Caught off guard, she nearly dropped the drink. Oh, you little shit. She glared and then squeezed me tight with her talented pussy. Give me that, I said as I took the drink away from her, taking a sip and putting it back in the holder. We stared at each other for a moment. Brit with her back to the passenger door, her left leg tucked between the seat back and me. Her right leg hung off the seat, her foot under the steering wheel. Her shirt was bunched up under her breasts, her flat stomach in tension. I had my shirt in a similar state, and my right leg was under her left, and also tucked in between her and the seat back. My right leg was over her left, and I could almost touch the passenger door with my foot. Awkward, but a sexy fucking sight, and I told her so. You look so fucking hot, so nasty. I think I'll just fuck you now until you scream. And then I slid my ass forward, bottoming out. Oh yeah, she answered with a moan, assuming a challenge. Well, your cock feels so good in my cunt that I'm going to fuck you until you blow your load into my womb. And she pushed back, so deep her clit rolled out of under its protective cover. Challenge made. Challenge accepted. Britt planted her right foot on the side of the steering column forcing me to plant my left foot on the handhold that was part of the front dash. The battle for supremacy began as we fucked each other, pushing off the steering column and the dashboard. Oh fuck! She groaned as I planted my foot and then grabbed her leg, pulling her tight to my groin. Britt pushed off the steering column and then pushed back on the passenger door, driving her pussy down my length. We kept this up at a slow pace pausing between each stroke to grind and rotate, our butts rising and falling off the seat. Sweat burned my eyes as I watched my cock piston in and out of her sweet snatch. Knowing it had to come to an end soon, we developed a rhythm. Push, pull, push, and pull. Brit's eyes, black with passion, stared intently at our connection. I alternated from her face, then downward. I saw it first in her face as her eyes narrowed in concentration and then looked down to see her stomach muscles begin to contract. Then I felt it, her pussy grasping at my cock, begging me to send her over the edge. Without hesitation I flexed, willing my cock to thicken as I drove hard, one last time. Fearing I had blown the end right off my cock, I came and I came and I came until my stomach muscles hurt. Meanwhile, feeling my final lunge— Brit's eyes bugged out and her mouth opened wide, as though to scream, but no sounds were emitted. There were no sounds, but there was certainly a flood. For the second time since we had been together, Brit ejaculated with a force that sent fluids squirting out all around my cock. And as she came, I came, in a rhythm like the one that got us here. There was nothing to do but let it stop in its own time, kind of like riding out an earthquake. Finally, Soaked from sweat, semen, and my lover's version of cum, we let out a collective sigh and collapsed spent. Fuck, she groaned. I have never, me neither, was my only response. Somehow we managed to disengage and I spun Brit around and pulled her to me so she was leaning back into me, both sets of legs pointing in the general direction of the passenger door. 
Somehow the subway drink had survived our antics, and we slowly cooled down. Next thing I knew, I was waking up, my girl snuggled up and sleeping soundly in my arms. I twisted enough to see it was nearly two hours since I had pulled into the parking lot. Glancing out, another old lady was now on duty, walking her little dog down the path. The footlong was still on the dash, untouched. Early that evening. Red Brick Photography, Brittany speaking. Hi, you sexy thing. I responded. Hi yourself, you nasty boy. Are you finished for the day? Yeah, I think I got caught up. Sure glad I didn't have any fixed appointments this afternoon. Well, she said, I didn't get everything done that I wanted to either and I blame it all on you. My fault? All I did was bring you a sandwich. Yeah, right. Well, that wasn't sandwich that was running down my leg all the way back to the studio. She laughed. Okay, I'll admit that was probably the best lunch break of all time. So back to business. Anything I need to know about? Well, we did get a delivery time for the El Camino. They figure it will be here mid-afternoon, between one and three. The wall looks great. I think I heard the guys say that it was ready for paint. Perfect timing, I said. So what are your plans for tonight? I asked hopefully. I should go home, she said. I have laundry to do and with the delivery tomorrow, and trying to get the website up, and then the shoot on Saturday. It may be my only chance to get some things done there. Okay, I said, trying not to sound disappointed. I have some computer work I need to get done, and I need to make sure I have enough lights for the shoot. I meant to check that earlier, but I've been somewhat distracted. Oh no, she laughed. Don't even try to blame me. This is a two-way street, and you are just as guilty as I am. All right, well, if I don't get there before you leave, I'll see you tomorrow. I love you and thanks for all your help, and well, you know, the rest. What? Oh, you mean the mind-blowing sex? Well, I should be thanking you too, for the job and of course, the mind-blowing sex. I love you so much. Very early the next morning. I was dreaming that I was stranded on a desert island, one of two survivors of a shipwreck. The other lucky soul was a beautiful French woman. As you'd expect, she spoke no English and I spoke no French. Tall and well-built, she was naturally distraught and clung to me, afraid of being alone. In my dream, we were on the beach, watching for passing ships. Bored with nothing else to do, Colette, her name would have to be Colette, was giving me a blow job as I kept a constant vigil on the horizon. Just as I was about to reward my French compatriot for a job well done, something changes. Something not in the script, a finger probing my ass. Out of focus, I see a blonde head bobbing up and down. How do you say, oh baby, do that again in French? All my muddled brain can come up with is, bonjour. Brit looks up with and says with a questioning look, bonjour to you too, and then returns to the task at hand. What dream or reality, I really don't care at this point. Gripping the sheets with both my hands, my paramour, real or imagined took me deep in her throat as I came hard. Satisfied that I had no more to give, Brit slid up for a good morning kiss. Good morning, lover. I hope that was okay. Anytime you want to wake me, I think that would be the preferred method. Returning the kiss. What? She asked. Was the French all about? 
I explained my dream as I ran my hand through her hair. It must have been the movie we watched the other night, but I don't recall any French women in it. She said as she tweaked one of my nipples that I glanced at the clock and saw that it was not yet 6 a.m. Not that I'm complaining, but what are you doing here this early? I just woke up early and Kate and Gina were asleep in the other bed, so I just thought I might as well get up. I knew you would be getting up soon, so I just came on over. I'm really getting excited about the shoot and after not getting much done yesterday. Poking me in the ribs. I figured I would get an early start. Well as an employer. I kidded as I hugged her tight. I certainly appreciate a self-starter. Now, if you'll excuse me, I really need to pee. If you must, she said in mock exasperation, you go do your thing and I'll make us some breakfast. I took a quick, but lonely shower and was greeted by the smell of bacon as I stepped out to dry off. I quickly finished up and got dressed and headed to the kitchen. Brit had it ready and waiting, coffee, fruit, eggs with bacon, and even sourdough toast that I stepped up behind her and hugged her tight nuzzling her neck and nibbling at her ear. You know, you're setting a dangerous precedent here. I could really get used to this kind of treatment. So you think you should get a wake-up BJ and breakfast every morning? Well, if I started to get fat, I could just eat pussy in the morning. That should be pretty locale. I teased as I tweaked her nipples through her t-shirt. Brit twisted in my arms and we kissed. I think a pussy-rich diet may be very good for you. I know I got a good protein supplement this morning. Now sit down and eat before it gets cold. Yes, dear, I answered. So the El Camino comes in this afternoon. Are you going to be here then? Yeah, I think I have a full day here. I want to get the website up and then I'm sure there will be a lot of tweaking to do once it is published. Oh, and I had another thought last night. Should we have some liability insurance for the company? After all, We are going to have some expensive cars in here. Damn, you are good, I answered. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. I also have to look into payroll, workers' comp and all that now that I have an employee. I said as I reached over and ran my hand up her thigh. Britt put her hand on mine. Watch it there, Buster. That could be considered sexual harassment. I smiled back as she moved my hand closer to the promised land. Let's not sweat the employer-slash-employee thing too much yet. My rent is covered for the summer, and you never know. If this thing really picks up, I may want a piece of the action. Letting out a little moan as my hand rested on her crotch. We'll see, I said as I my fingers tapped a rhythm on her satin running shorts. I'd hate to screw up the piece of the action that I'm getting now. Oh, don't you worry, she said as she pushed on my fingers. The action is only going to get better, I promise. And she shuddered slightly. Timing being everything, there was a loud banging coming from outside. Crap, I said as I looked at my watch. The guys are here to finish up the wall and paint it. I meant to open the door before they got here, but I got distracted. Giving her crotch a squeeze, Britt gave my butt a sweat as I made for the front door. Hang on. I yelled as I jogged to the main door. I let the crew in and lined them out on what needed to be done, and then headed back into the house. Britt stood at the sink, barefoot and wearing a pair of satin running shorts and a tank top. Her long blonde hair hung in a ponytail to the middle of her back. I have yet to see her when she didn't look sexy. For the second time that morning, I stepped behind her and hugged her tight. 
I slipped my hands under her shirt and caressed her flat belly as I nibbled at her ear. I hate to go, but I really need to get on the road. I'll call my insurance guy and see about the liability insurance. The guys know what they are doing and make sure when the El Camino is delivered that they park it in the far corner, as far from those guys as you can get it. Yes, sir. She giggled as I played with her belly button. I leaned around and kissed her as I ran a hand over her back and then dipped under the waistband to fondle her bare butt. She squirmed against my hand as our tongues groped one another. With another quick embrace, I was out the door. Later that morning. Red Brick Photography, this is Brittany, how can I help you? I don't think I'll ever get tired of hearing that, I said. And you sound so damn sexy too. Ah, thanks lover. So how is your day going? Okay, I guess. I was hoping to get done early, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I just wanted you to know to look for an email from my insurance guy. He is going to send a quote. It gets a little messy because I also live there, so my homeowners may cover some things and not others, but we'll get it worked out, anything new at your end. Yeah, actually. First, the wall looks really good. They have one coat on and are working on the second. It's really cool how the floor blends with the wall. Yeah, that's kind of old school, but it still works well. The only thing you have to be careful with is walking too close to the wall. The radius isn't that strong, so if you put a lot of weight on it, it will fracture. Gina and stilettos would go right through it. A short pause and then. Ah crap. What's the matter, babe? She asked. Stilettos. I wanted you two in matching high heels for the shoot tomorrow and I forgot all about it. Well, you know we both have sets of heels, but they don't match. We can go out tonight and get some I suppose. Well, they're on me, I said. Or I should say, on the studio. I'll just keep them as part of our wardrobe department. I think we'll just get some real simple but sexy white ones and then I can change the colors in Photoshop if I need to. Hell, I suppose I could spray paint them for that matter. Britt was laughing. Yeah, those would good after about the third or fourth coat. I think you better figure on using your Photoshop skills. Yeah, you're probably right. So how about we grab dinner and then, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'll take you girls shoe shopping. See if you can arrange that with both girls because Kate is going to need a pair too at some point. All right, she said. But no dinner at Red's again? That was kind of fun she said, slow and sexy. Yeah, and kind of expensive too. No, tonight is about the shoes. Can we get what we need at the mall? I don't buy too many women's shoes. Let me talk it over with the girls. I would think we could find something since all you want is a simple white shoe. You don't want stripper shoes or something, or do you? How tall a heel are you thinking about? Geez, I don't know. What height starts to make a woman's legs and butt look really good? Well, I suppose it depends on the legs and butt that you start with. She laughed. You know what I mean. I don't want something that looks ridiculous. But at the same time, I'm not asking anyone to walk all over town in them. So what, four or five inches? Still laughing. Yeah, I think that's about right. Sorry, I just had a vision of Kate in some of those wild boots like Lady Gaga wears. They'd make her twice as tall as she is now. Yeah, I can visualize that. That could be a hot shoot. Little Kate the dominatrix. Oh God, that would be hot. Do you suppose? 
she paused. No, babe, I don't think that'll work for this job, but later you never know. I teased. Anyway, why don't you see what you can set up with the girls and I'll spring for dinner. There's a hot dog on a stick at the mall, isn't there? Oh, big spender. But now that I think about it, big old long thing on a stick, mmm. Get your mind out of the gutter and let me know what you work out. I laughed. Oh, and let me know when the car shows up. I gotta go. All right, boss, I'll get right on it. Again in that soft and sultry voice. Around 3.30 that afternoon. I was just leaving the last job site for the day when my phone rang. I now recognized the number as the studio and answered in my best Hank Williams. Hey, good looking, watch you got cooking. All I heard was laughter at the other end. I'm sorry, she said, barely containing her laughter. You just caught me off guard. And by the way, don't give up your day job or your evening one for that matter. Well, thank you very much. Trying to sound indignant. See if I ever take you out for karaoke. That's okay. Still laughing. I sound like someone strangling a cat when I sing. So what's up? I don't know. You called me. Oh yeah, they just delivered the El Camino and the guys are done with the wall. Fantastic, I replied. So how does the car look? It is really, really nice. I've never seen a car that shines so much. The truck driver said he thought it had a lacquer paint job which makes it look real deep. It's like looking at the ocean at night. Sounds nice. What color is the upholstery? It's black and it looks like leather. I didn't dare get in it. That's good then. The black and white suits will work if we do any interior shots. So what's the skinny on the shoes? Are we going to the mall or do we have to go to strippers are us? That got her laughing again. No, I think we can just go to the mall. But I would like to check out strippers are us sometime. Yeah, okay. So what time and where? The girls close up at six so by the time they go home, get cleaned up, they can meet us at the mall at 7.30. The girls were fine with grabbing something at the food court, particularly since you were going to take them shoes shopping. Now they do understand that we're buying shoes that are for the studio, right? Well, yeah, but shopping and trying on shoes is fun whether you buy anything or not. Okay, I replied. I have one more stop to make at a supplier's place and then I'll be home or the studio, or whatever I happen to call it. I guess if I'm not going there to work, I'll call it home. Otherwise, it's the studio. Sounds good. I've about had it with this computer, so I think I'll go grab a little nap. You can wake me when you get here. I love you. I love you too. See you soon. A little after 5 p.m. Well, the wall looked good and the car looked even better. I felt a little better now that I had some insurance in case the unthinkable happened to the car. I parked next to Brit's SUV and quietly entered the house not wanting to wake her as she was still napping. Britt was sacked out on top of the covers, wearing only a black g-string and a cropped t-shirt. It looked like she was comfortable, but I couldn't help thinking that she was dressed this way for me, as opposed to her own comfort. And trust me, I appreciated it that I carefully sat on the edge of the bed and took in the sights. The strong-toned legs, the cute feet, the incredible but and a delectable lower back, dimples included. Britt groaned and stretched, turning over on her back, sweeping her hair out of her eyes. Hi, lover, when did you get here? I leaned over and kissed her lips. Just got here. I didn't mean to wake you.
That's okay. I was hoping that you would come home. Find me this way and have your way with me. Yawning and stretching once more, Dot I ran my hand up her leg as she stretched, feeling the muscles, her toes pointed. Trust me, it's the first thing I thought of when I came into the room. So what stopped you? She asked as she ran one hand under the little patch of fabric that made up the front of the G-string. Actually, I kind of worked up a sweat today and really need a shower before I do any ravishing. As my hand switched legs, glancing over at the clock, she bounded off the bed. Oh goody, we've got time to wash my hair, shave my legs, and other things and then you can ravish me in the waterfall again. Who am I to argue? So it was off to the shower. Brit was already soaking wet under the regular shower when I made it inside. Shampoo in hand, I stepped up behind her and began to lather. The washing routine begins with a generous wash and thorough scalp massage. My lover arches her back like a cat being scratched, her butt dancing against my crotch as my cock is nestled between her legs, teasing her pussy. Slippery hands stray from her long, blonde hair to her back and belly, then to her tits, her nipples hard enough to cut glass. The rinse cycle is equally entertaining. Now facing one another, Brit arches her back again, head back and crotch to crotch. We rock back and forth, the top of my rigid dick sliding between slick pussy lips. With the handheld shower, I can direct the rinsing, careful not to irritate her intoxicating blue eyes. Okay, I say. We haven't got all night, what's next? She smiles her devilish smile. With twinkling eyes she hands me the shaved gel and razor from the shelf and turns to the built-in seat. Dutifully, I drop a towel on the floor to kneel on and place one lovely leg on my shoulder and massage in the gel. From ankle to the top of her thigh, I run my hands firmly up and down her length. I watch in fascination as her arousal is revealed as her inner lips begin to peek out, a flower in bloom. Razor in hand, I carefully glide over every square inch, ankle in one hand, moving her leg to the optimal position. I can feel her stare as she watches the concentration on my face. I glance up to see her biting on her lower lip, as her fingers play with her nipples. The process is repeated on the other leg, and the flower is now nearly at full bloom. I scoot closer, her legs now widespread and I take a minute to admire my work area. Working up a lather in my hands, I hear Brit inhale deeply as I begin to apply the lather, careful not to make contact with her fully erect clit. Gently, I navigate the folds and petals until I am satisfied with my handiwork. Next, I say, as I take hold of her left leg at the knee and twist her in her seat, spreading her further until her pink pucker is exposed, her pussy now fully in bloom, lips spread wide. I had to summon all my inner strength not to just drive my throbbing member into the heart of the flower, and the look on her face told me that it was fine with her either way. Never one to leave a job uncompleted, I applied some more gel around her inviting rear, probing ever so slightly. A few swipes with the razor and we were done, other than the final check. Still spread obscenely wide, I gave a final rinse and then let my tongue perform the final test. Um, fuck. She groaned as a small orgasm rolled through. Happy with my work, I set her foot back on the floor and massaged both bent legs, getting the circulation back to normal. I stood up, trying to get my legs uncramped. Next, Brit grabbed my stiff cock and stood, kissing me in gratitude. I think we need to do a little touch-up down here, she said, softly stroking me as she spun me to sit, 
Britt took my place on the towel on the floor and placed the kiss on the tip as she lathered up my balls and the surrounding area. The first time we did this, I was a bit apprehensive, but it only made sense when I thought about how much more I enjoyed a hair-free pussy over one buried deep in the undergrowth. With the concentration of a surgeon, my lover gently covered all the bases, ignoring my bat as she positioned my balls for the optimum shave. Satisfied that she was done, she applied the same final check procedure I had used, her tongue and lips checking for strays. With a final kiss to the tip, she stood, announcing, All done! I stood and hugged her tight, newly shorn and slick with anticipation. We moaned in one another's ears. Next, we said in unison and crab walked to the waterfall area, giggling as my cock tried to find its way in. Under the gentle cascade, we embraced, fondling and kissing with fervor. Britt's soft hands caressed me while my hands and fingers ran down the crack of her ass, while also dipping lightly between her moist inner lips. Sufficiently primed, my drenched heartthrob assumed the position, bent at the waist, hands against the stone-clad wall. Whipping her wet hair across her back, she peered at me though dark wanton eyes and declared, Ravish me now! I teased as I ran the end of my inflexible cock up and down her sweet sex her juices mingling with the spray of the falling waters. Her hips danced, trying to make the connection, fighting my firm grip. Finally with a guttural groan, we made it, my cock making its way deep within. My smooth balls slapped against her tender clit as we fucked each other, each with the same agenda. Britt moaned and turned her head to look back at me as I leaned in and played with her breasts. Fuck me, she moaned. Fuck my pussy baby. Fuck me till I come all over your big cock. Fill me with your cum, baby. The blood surged at hearing her demands, my cock thickening with each stroke, my grip at her waist tighter. Ah, fuck, baby, here it comes. Give it to me. Come on me, babe. Ah, fuck yeah, oh god yeah. F-F-U-U-C-C-K-K. I bellowed as I unleashed a torrent of love deep inside her. Oh god, oh fuck. She groaned and convulsed as I triggered an eruption deep within her. On, on, on. She moaned as each aftershock pulsed within her. Both weak and spent, we folded to the floor, the warm mist washing over us as we rolled into a conjoined fetal position, hugging each other tight. If the floor had been softer, we would have drifted off into dreamland, but luckily, our discomfort forced us to get up and get dried off and ready to leave. We exchanged I love you so much countless times as we dried each other, keeping each other upright. I went into the kitchen to get us some orange juice and then dried my lover's hair. Too tired to tease, we got that done in record time. We made the mistake of sitting on the bed to finish our juice. Do we really have to go? I whined like a six-year-old having to go to school. Britt leaned her head on my shoulder as we looked at each other sitting naked in the reflection of the wardrobe doors. There is nothing I would rather do than crawl under the sheets and make love with you all night but I guess we really need to get these shoes if we want to shoot in the morning. I pulled her closer and kissed her on top of the head. Yeah, I guess you're right. You just don't make it easy to leave a perfectly good, soft bed when you're sitting there all naked and sexy looking like that. I said, nodding toward our reflection. Yeah, well, she said as she took my hand and pulled me up. Multiple orgasms make a girl hungry, so let's just get on with it so we can come back for round two. Well, if you put it that way, let's get it. I gave her a little swat on the butt and headed to the closet with Brit in close pursuit. 
at the mall. Britt's phone rang as we rode the escalator to the second level. Strategically behind and below her, I was sorely tempted to reach up and knead her prominent ass. It was a little brisk out, so she was wearing a pair of these stretch pants that looked like denim jeans that had been sprayed on. With it, she wore a stretch knit top that almost made it to the top of the jeans and a little short jacket. She opted for a pair of heels, for my benefit I think, that made her ass and legs look better, if that was at all possible. Hey sweetie, she answered. Yeah, we're here. We'll be there in a minute if I can keep George from groping me here on the escalator, she said, turning to look down at me. Curses foiled again, I said, which earned me the laugh that I have fallen hard for. Okay, be right there, she said as she stepped off the escalator onto the second floor. And why little Minx did step off the moving stairs, but she didn't bother to keep walking, just stopped and looked over her shoulder at me, smiling like the Cheshire cat. With no one directly behind me, I smiled back as I stepped off the last step and wrapped my arms around her waist, my crotch firmly planted against her tightly clad ass and picked her up, carrying her until we were out of everyone else's way. Britt giggled and squirmed like a little girl trying to break free, but we both knew different. We drew a few looks as I scooted her along toward the food court using her as a shield to hide my obvious arousal. Kate, and Gina looked up from the table they had staked out as they heard their friends' laughter and shook their heads in amusement at our peculiar entrance. Hi, guys, she said as she finally disengaged herself and gave each girl a big hug and a kiss. I then got my turn as both girls planted big, wet kisses on me, followed by one from my lover, just keeping things even, I suppose. Gina wore a short skirt that showed off her long legs and a simple button-down blouse. She too wore a pair of high heel sandals. Kate was wearing a pair of super-tight leggings I think they're called that stopped about mid-calf. She also opted for a pair of heels and had a loose-fitting camisole that teased the viewing public. Her long hair hung loose and shined like the night dot we sat at the table and I said, Thanks for doing this tonight, girls. I apologize for messing up your Friday night, but I forgot all about shoes for tomorrow's shoot. Gina chimed in first. Don't give it a second thought. Offering to take a girl's shoe shopping, much less three girls, makes you some kind of superhero. Throw in a gourmet meal, and well, that makes you every girl's wet dream. Gina instantly blushed as it came out of her mouth, and Kate reached over and slapped her arm. Gina, you promised not to say anything. Then it was little Kate's turn to blush while Britt burst out laughing. I figured the best option I had was to just sit there and keep my mouth shut. After a minute or two of nervous silence, I finally spoke up. Okay then, what's for dinner? Britt broke out in laughter again. Figures. A guy hears he's the subject of a woman's sleep fantasy and all he's interested in is what's for dinner. Kate turned a deeper red while Gina and Britt broke out in snorts and snickers. Feeling for Kate, I stood and offered her my hand. With a big smile, she stood and we put our arms around each other's waist and strolled off to see what kind of Epicurean delights awaited us. Behind us, we heard, Okay, okay, wait up. We smiled at each other and Kate hugged me tighter, her head leaning against my side. Thank you, she whispered softly. No, thank you, I replied. With a curious look, she asked, For what? For adding to my sleep fantasy catalog. Kate's eyes glistened as she hugged me tighter and buried her face in my chest. 
I leaned over and kissed the top of her head as we stopped in front stir-fry heaven. Britt and Gina caught up with us and Britt stepped up beside me and glanced at Kate on the other side, still holding tight. I glanced at Britt as she gave me a wink and a kiss on the cheek. So what is everyone having? I asked. Everyone got their order in and Kate had to relinquish her hold in order to carry her tray back to the table. I walked behind her and marveled at how she seemed to float across the floor and the smile she had couldn't be pried off. All three girls smiled and giggled throughout the quick meal with Kate and Britt, who sat on either side of me, occasionally running a hand up and down my thigh. I smiled through dinner too. It was finally time to bite the bullet and go off in search of the perfect shoe. I did some calling around earlier today, said Gina, and I think I found a store that has what you want and in all our sizes. I moved over to Gina's side and gave her a hug and a kiss. Okay, now you're a dream girl for making me only go to one store. All three laughed as Britt was saying. Okay, Buster, don't count your chickens yet. We may find the shoes you want, but that won't stop us from trying on some other ones. I threw my hands up in defeat and dutifully followed them into the store. Gina had indeed found the perfect shoe and they actually had the correct sizes for all three. They all stood before me and modeled the shoes as I looked at them and their reflection in the full-length mirror behind them. Three more perfect sets of legs and asses didn't exist and I think the pimply-faced teenager that helped us would be in the back room rubbing one out before the girls walked out of the store. True to their word, they did try on numerous pairs of shoes and boots and sandals. Gina tried on a pair of black boots that had six-inch spike heels and went well past her knees. Looking at herself in the mirror, Britt stepped in behind her and rolled up the waistband on Gina's skirt until it just covered her butt. Gina gave us a short little strut across the store and a couple turns. She looked seven feet tall when she stopped in front of where I was seated and faced me, standing about three feet away. Leaning forward slightly, she gave me a good look down inside her blouse. Her untethered breasts stood proud. I chanced to glance back at the mirror and was rewarded with the sight of her gorgeous ass, a little bit of black floss barely visible between her cheeks. I was ready to whip it out and rub one out then and there. Out of the corner of my eye, I caught a flash and turned to see Brit with her trusty blackberry snapping away. That's my girl. I said as all three giggled in agreement. As sorely tempted as I was to leave with a pair of boots in addition to the three pair of heels, we finally left the store leaving only a large dent in my credit card. We window shopped as we headed back toward the exit. Thankfully it was too close to closing time to venture into Victoria's secret. Only a promise to come back later got us moving again and the girls gathered up in front of me and whispered back and forth as we went in search of Gina's import. The goodbye ritual was much like the hello ritual. Only this time we were in the darkened and more private parking lot as opposed to the well-lit public-packed food court. The girls hugged and kissed goodbye, the kissing notably taking a bit longer. Then it was my turn to say goodnight to the two roommates. Gina approached me first and stood silent for a moment, her eyes fixed and boring into my own. Then with a small smile, she stepped into me, one of her long legs between mine, her strong thigh tight in my crotch. Still staring hard, we tilted our heads and our lips met, hers soft and moist. Her tongue searched for mine as her thigh moved slightly awakening my cock which was instantly hard. I could sense a smile as she took a deep breath through her nose and kissed me with an intensity that had me throbbing. 
my hands were firmly ensconced on her ass, kneading her cheeks through the fabric of her skirt. I was hearing catcalls and whistles as we broke our embrace. Gina kissed me once more, lightly, and whispered in my ear, Till tomorrow. Kate and Brit had indeed been cheering on their roommate and continued as she strutted back to her car. Brit's eyes glistened and she openly ran her fingers over her crotch as she watched Kate walk toward me. The look in her eyes told me that I should prepare for the worst, or really, shouldn't that be the best? Gina had thrown down the gauntlet and Kate was determined to come out the victor. Kate stepped in front of me and grabbed me by the hips. Turning me, she guided us until her but was up against the fender of the car next to us. Not our car, just someone's car. Like a small child she lifted her arms and I quickly caught on that I was to lift her onto the hood of the car. Hoping that we didn't set of an alarm, I easily picked her up, my hands on her bare skin under the camisole top. Still a little taller than she was, I bent lightly to kiss her as she pulled me in tighter, her feet hooked behind my thighs. Her lips were soft and sweet as she kissed all around mine, her tongue tracing my lips and ducking back and forth inside. I felt a hand sliding down my front and she kissed me hard, causing me to inhale. This gave her just enough room to slip her hand down and I felt her hand around my cock, gently stroking it in her small hand. Our kissing became frantic as I slid a hand up and took one of her small tits in my hand and strummed her nipple. Only the whistling and applause brought us back to reality. We ceased kissing, but held our ground, her hand squeezing my stiff cock and my hand squeezing her breast. I read desire and a bit of apprehension in her eyes. I kissed her forehead and whispered, In another minute I'd have laid you down and made love to you right here. Kate's eyes rolled back and she shuddered as she climaxed, her grip on my cock tight to the point of being painful. In a few seconds we see aware of the silence as we turn to look at Brit and Gina, both staring, mouths agetti. Brit then elbowed her companion. I think Kate won that one, Gina. The girls broke out in laughter as they came up to us and hugged us both as Kate tried to pull her hand out of my pants. I felt another hand on top of mine, squeezing the little one's breast with mine. I turned to see Brit smiling at me as she got her kiss, her other hand squeezing my butt. The Ride Home We waited in my truck until we were sure that the girls were safely underway. Buckled up in the center seat, Brit was leaning in and nibbling on my ear running her tongue inside it, and generally trying to make us a hazard on the roadway. Come on, babe, I said as I swerved to miss the knucklehead riding his bike with no lights. Okay, she relented only to place her left hand in my lap and massaging my bulge through my pants. This was fun tonight. I bet you never knew that shoe shopping could be such a rewarding experience. I'll have to admit that it was unlike any visit I ever had to Boot World. I thought that poor sales kid was going to come in his pants with you girls teasing him the way you were. Yeah, that wasn't very nice, but I bet he can jack off for a month if he got a look at Gina's but when she bent over in front of you wearing those boots. God, she looked hot. I was thinking about taking her in the back and fucking her myself. I let out a little moan as she teased the head of my dick with her fingertips. And I thought it was really sweet that you came to Kate's rescue when Gina was picking on her. It's pretty obvious that she has a crush on you. You guys were going at it pretty hot and heavy on the hood of that car. Yeah, I said with a little trepidation. When she slipped her hand down my pants, I sort of got carried away. Brit squeezed me a little more, 
Well, she told me that you told her that if you'd had the chance you would have fucked her right there on the hood of that car in the middle of the parking lot. Well, I stumbled, feeling backed into a corner. Those weren't my exact words, but if I didn't have you, well, yeah, I might have done that. Brit squeezed again and kissed me on the neck. Have I told you in the last few hours how much I love you? Turning to return the kiss. Well, I don't keep track, but I never get tired of hearing it. I love you too. About then we were a couple blocks from home, so we both behaved. I pulled up to the warehouse door and before I could undo my seatbelt to get out, Brit was out of the truck and punching in the code on the lock. I blew her a kiss as I drove inside and stopped to wait for her to close up and get back in. Instead, she slid the door shut, set the lock and then came to the driver's side. Stepping up on the running board, she leaned in for a kiss and then slapped the roof a couple times and hanging on to the mirror said, Home James. I had to laugh as I drove the 150 feet to the front door. Brit had the front door open by the time I got out of the truck. The minute I stepped over the threshold, it hit me. I was dead tired and ready to call it a day. I stretched and yawned as Brit stepped up and hugged me tight. I agree, she said. Let's go to bed. We have a big day tomorrow. I took her in my arms and carried her into the bedroom as she nuzzled my neck. We talked about the evening and tomorrow's shoot as we got ready for bed. I should probably warn you about Gina for tomorrow, she said as she peeled the tight jeans down her luscious legs. Warn me about what? As I just stood there and watched. Well, it's pretty obvious that Gina is warming up to the opposite sex again, at least to you anyway, and tomorrow will be the first time that it isn't the whole group together. So what makes that any different? It's just one less person and it's not like they've been exactly shy around me. I admit they are getting a little bolder, but you are always there, so what could happen? Brit stood naked in front of me and helped me undress. Well, you know how I feel about the girls and you, and I would do anything to make them happy and feel good about themselves, so if that means sharing you with them, then I'm willing to do that. That is if you are. The stiff dick in her hand was all the answer she needed, and she smiled as she leaned in to kiss me. So this really may happen? I asked. I know we have kind of talked about this in a roundabout way and there has been some fooling around already. But again, I love you and I don't want to screw that up. Britt led me into the bathroom, using my dick as a leash and talked matter-of-factly. Okay, here it is as plain and simple as I can put it. I love you and I know you love me. Neither of us would do anything to hurt the other. I also love Gina and Kate and would never do anything to hurt them either, and I think they feel the same way. So if it would help Gina get over her fear or whatever you call it of guys by letting her make love to you, then great. She paused long enough to pull her toothbrush out of the drawer. The girls and I have been talking about this since I met you. It may have started out as kind of a joke, you know, but now we all know it's the real thing. Kate and Gina may still be a little unsure because they haven't heard you just come out and say anything, but after tonight, especially with what you said to Kate, I think it's all out in the open. Okay, I said, if you're okay with it. Hell, it was my idea and I intend to be in the middle of it too. As she handed me my toothbrush dot we stood side by side, naked, brushing our teeth and looking at each other in the mirror. Brit The multitasker brushed with her right hand while she slowly stroked my cock with her left. Not to be outdone, 
I brushed with my left as my right strayed down her but crack until I found her tight little pucker. We played until we nearly choked and finally gave up and rinsed. Now my face washing regimen is much less complicated than hers, so after I was done I had time to stand behind her and distract her. My dick probed around between her legs as she squirmed in avoidance, while my hands each took possession of a firm breast. With the giggling and wiggling, her face washing routine took even longer than usual. Exasperated with my interference in her evening ritual, she turned and grabbed both sides of my face and kissed me long and hard. Wrapping one leg around my backside, she managed to pull herself up enough to find the end of my cock with her pussy. Impressed by her accuracy, I grabbed her by the butt and lifted her until she was properly aligned. We locked eyes as we coupled. Her eyes grew visibly darker as I bounced her on my cock. After a couple minutes, I had to reestablish my grip, only to find my middle finger slipping into her tight ass. Her eyes widened and her pussy tightened as I established a cadence with my cock and middle digit dot and y traitorous legs and back forced me to retreat to the bedroom where I deposited my love on the bed. I stood at the end of the bed, my cock stiff and dripping with our juices. Britt kept eye contact as she crawled backwards on the bed. Tucking one pillow under her head and another under that sweet ass, she spread her legs wide and beckoned me with a crooked finger. Never breaking eye contact, I advanced on my knees until my cock was poised above her swollen pussy. A drop of precum fell to her clit, and she shivered at just that light touch. Without a word, I rocked my hips and slid effortlessly to the hilt. My tip rested on her cervix as my balls kissed her puckered star. I love you, she whispered as I leaned over her and slid my hands under her arms and held her shoulders from below. I love you too, I said as I pulled her deeper onto my cock. I rocked in and out, rolling my hips, an obscene slurping sound coming from below. Still optically connected, we read each other's emotions. I watched as her eyes grew wider, heard her breathing quicken until she took one deep breath. Her eyes rolled back as her pussy contracted, pulling me deeper, her cunt contracting, milking me for all I was worth as I came hard. I had to close my eyes to concentrate on not passing out. One, two, three, four times my cock pulsed, pumping my seed deep into my lover. Cognizant of my full weight on her, I rolled us to our sides. Brit wrapped her legs under my ass, unwilling to become disconnected. Catching our breath, we nibbled on one another, our hands massaging whatever skin we could reach. Realizing we couldn't stay like this all night, Brit rolled me over onto my back, my spent cock reluctantly slipping out. Brit straddled my belly and rose up on her knees. Looking down, we both watched as our cum cocktail ran out of her pussy, pooling in and then running out my navel. Reaching down, she scooped up a bit on her finger and licked it, smiling at the taste. Reaching down, she scooped up another helping and fed it to me. I sucked on her finger, running my tongue all around it. Backing up and leaning down, she licked and sucked the rest into her mouth. Sliding up my torso, we kissed and she shared our love, our tongues spreading it around. With one last kiss, she snuggled up to my side and whispered, I love you and can't wait to share you with my friends. My cock, worn out as it was, jerked a little at the thought. Brit sensed the movement, smiled and then drifted off to sleep. Continue in the next part.